Welcome to the Danger Gnome. What's up, cats and kitties? It's your Tio Gomez. It's the Danger Gnome Podcast, and we can go right into a podcaster's log. Dun dun! So, uh, I put in a pretty good week for me, uh, 164 miles or so. Uh, I rode, <laughs> I, I have this crazy Strava feed that is kind of the, uh, I guess my outlet for creativity or what I consider creativity. <laughs> so I'll just give you the names of, of the rides I did last week. First one was London Calling because of the Clash album and song. And uh, I tried to get to London, but I never quite got there. But I did get a pretty sweet uh, version of uh, Phil Van Valkenburg route which is something that I'm doing out of this book that uh, that Phil wrote for the uh, Wisconsin Department of Tourism and uh, part of that was his SLN loop and then I traveled to Spring Green and uh, did what I called the Phil Van Valkenburg Frank Lloyd Wright ride uh, that was super hilly and nice and rustic and beautiful vistas on a Super hot and humid day. Um, at 1,270 feet of climbing in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> so then I'll just uh, rattle off the rest of the names of the rides. The Rastanome Vibrations Ride. The Successful Test of the Emergency Tubeless Tire Repair System Ride. The Gnome Up G Ride. The Power Gnomes Ride. The Just Gnomes Ride. The Gemini Gnomes Ride, and the Gnomes in the Attic Ride. So, uh, yeah, I mentioned last show that some of my rides just aren't worth uh, putting too much emphasis on and reporting from. Some are pretty cool, like those Phil Van Valkenburg routes. I'm, I'm digging that, and I'm doing one of those tomorrow. And this is recorded just before a pretty momentous ride. I'm doing my uh, second Full Monty, going to do it on 10 beers with a full brand new drivetrain. And uh, I'm hoping that it won't creak when I put this uh, last cinch, new cinch, 32th round race face chain ring on there. So hopefully, wish me luck. Uh, there's supposedly trees down and whatnot from last week's tornado. So party on, Wayne, and uh, we'll talk to you right after uh, more shenanigans. I think I have an interview coming up with Sonia, who won the Fat uh, the, uh, Bike Berkey last year. And in current news, Leia Schneeberger just won the uh, Order Shore. How about that? All right. After this. Hey, please welcome to the show the 2021 Fat Bike Berkey Women's Champion, Sonia Pond. Thanks for having me. It's a huge honor to be here. I'm a huge fan, so 
it's really fun. All right, on that's a, that you see it goes both both ways. We're huge fans of yours as well. I just I just started you know collecting some photographs for the. Uh, for that, we haven't met in person, but I, I started collecting photographs for the posts that we're going to do for the show, and uh, and you know, I see pictures that we know a bunch of uh, the same people. I saw a picture of you and Leia, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, 2021 has been a big year for you. Uh, not only did you win the bet by Berkey, but you also got married. So, congratulations! Thank you. Yes, 2021 has been really good to me, and. A lot to celebrate. We got married in Sedona, Arizona with just our family and it was it was perfect. So there's been a lot to celebrate. Awesome. You know, the the cosmic vortices then probably bring you like some sort of superpower that will help oh, you yeah. out in your uh, in your racing career perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I love those vortices, vortexes and such down there. Yeah, the, and the riding there is just awesome. You know, submarine rock and that red rock, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, for our listeners' sake, let's start at the beginning. Let Tell our listeners where you're from and maybe how you got into cycling. Yeah, I'm from Bloomington, Minnesota, so a suburb just south of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. I grew up chasing my brothers and my parents around on our bicycles just for fun, playground hopping and uh, dabbling in the local trails. I remember my dad took me mountain biking once when I was maybe in high school and I crashed really hard. And after that, I I really wasn't interested for a while. so I took some time off the bike, even for fun. And then in college, I had been playing lacrosse and not getting the playing time that I really um, had wanted. So my dad started picking me up with my brother's bike and we go to the trail near the University of Minnesota and we'd ride, you know, for an hour or two, we'd crash, we'd laugh. And that was where I really found, oh, this is fun. And you know, you can do it anytime and with the people you love. And uh, that was when I really kind of became interested. Um, And then about six years ago, I met my now husband and we really built our, our biking passion together, even further dabbling in races, you know, let's go to the Matahe or the Tatanka and trying these bigger events and, that's where we really got into racing together and exploring and building our skills together. Um, so it's been, it's been a wonderful journey and I'm glad that I still love riding my bike so much. Yeah. 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 That sounds awesome. And now, so where your dad took you, was that the, the Minnesota river bottoms there in blue near Bloomington? Cause I've, I've ridden some of those trails. Really? Um, I actually grew up right on the river bottom. So Uh we'd go down there and, you know, rip around when I was little. Um, But it's the Theodore Wirth trail Mm -hmm. system in Minneapolis. That was real close to the university there. Uh, So both places. Cool. So uh, what's your main, uh, like, bicycle discipline now are do you consider yourself a mountain biker a fat biker a road biker or, or are you multidisciplined <laughs> yeah that's a good question um mountain biking is definitely my favorite i love mountain biking i love zipping through the trees and riding over stuff 
Um, I used to road race and crit race with a team. So having that background has really helped me still enjoy group rides. I did a crit this year, um, but it's not the same when you don't do it every week. It hurts a lot more. Um, But I also dabble in cyclocross a little bit in the fall just for those intervals. There's no better training than a cyclocross. Right. Yeah, and the competition. I think that the the yeah. level of fitness and uh, skill of cyclocross riders is it's up there. That's top notch competition. Yes. Absolutely, and it's so grueling with the mud and stuff. So I I like doing that, um, and then definitely fat biking. In the winter, riding your fat bike on those trails, it's a great way to be outside, and it's actually really beautiful. Oh man, yeah. Um, so I'd say mountain biking, but definitely all the all of the above. Awesome. So, <laughs> for when you train in the winter time for an event like Vet Bike Berkey, uh, how, what does that look like? Do you do you do a lot of Zwift or or Peloton type of indoor training, or are you an outdoor fat biker most of the time for your training schedule? Yeah, I definitely see the most gains with training indoors Mm -hmm. um, with a trainer road plan for me. Just I really enjoy the consistency. I enjoy how you can fit strength training in there really nicely. Um, And it it really keeps me centered throughout those colder, darker months. And I I really enjoy that, that period of time where it's just very consistent and not easy, but it's easy to follow along. So definitely inside for something like the Berkey. Um, but I, I love riding that winter single track. I love dabbling in the races, though there weren't many last year. I, I really enjoy doing those winter races and seeing your community come out. So yeah, That's awesome. Um, do you think that, that training through the winter, that it has kind of launched you into a do you feel that that helps you or or are you tired when you go into the main mountain biking season? Yeah, I, I've i seen enormous gains in my fitness since I, I started that. Mm-hmm. I almost couldn't believe, I almost couldn't believe the difference um, mm-hmm. when I did, when I did that for my, for my body and my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and then come spring, I usually just ride outside a lot, you know, get on those group rides to kind of recenter. Um, and then midsummer, about now, I start, you know, I've done a few more indoor rides because I just crave that that focus um, time. So I I seem to have a pretty good system to balance right now, but I know every year is different. So I just kind of follow along with what my my mind needs. Sure. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the Fat Bike Berkey. Um, yeah, I've been covering it since since it began, and kind of have wow. and, and have had the opportunity to talk to all the winners. Um, so I, wow. I wonder what you had heard about the Fat Bike Berkey before you won it, and how many times you had raced it before you won it, and what did you learn? Maybe a follow up question would be what you learned about the race after your victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've probably done it for the past six years. Um, and every year it's just this incredible chance to celebrate the beautiful and world renowned Berkey trails. 
um, to say thank you to that Berkey crew that worked so hard. Um, it's it's kind of our chance as fat bikers to enjoy that you know deep northern woods, that sunshine, that hard packed snow that you see the skiers racing on. Um, so in that sense, it it almost seems like a celebration of winter, a celebration of our our Midwest trails that we're really lucky to have. But it's also a very grueling race. Every time I've done it, it hurts. It never gets easier. I I think I've gotten faster certainly than my first one, um, but it it always hurts. So that I know about it. Um, it's hilly. It's kind of a road race, but it has other sprinkles of the other disciplines that can be a bit of an equalizer for somebody that doesn't have the highest, you know, FTP like me. Mm-hmm. I can sometimes find a little bit more in my tank in the other areas, like the snow conditions, the aggressiveness riding, the hills, the punchiness. So it's really a, a really unique race. I've never done anything like it, but it's, it's definitely a highlight. And, um, uh, well, and maybe I'll save my, my follow-up question for after you tell the story of your race. Um, it's interesting. I was, I, I consider it, to be a road race on almost as, as, as close to the hardest snow conditions that, that you can consistently <laughs> predict, right? Yes. Um, but, and not hard difficult, but hard uh, durometer. It's, it's yes. pavement-like. Absolutely. Uh, especially up front, but maybe not in the back. If you're if you're mm-hmm. the if you're at the end of the trail, especially some of those climbs, you're going to have to deal with you know footprints because some mm-hmm. people are going to walk up those hills. But in the beginning, <laughs> man, you're it, I've I've heard a, a ton of these stories, so I really super look forward to you sharing with our with our listener here your. <laughs> Berkey race story from like how you lined up and how maybe Leia Schneeberger gave you the total skunk eye and was like, I'm going to (laughs) win. So give us the story. uh, Yeah. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. So headed into the race, um, I had been feeling really run down just from 2020. I think a lot of us had a lot of question marks. Um, above our fitness. I work as a hospice nurse and a lot of that year was spent caring for dying COVID patients and in isolation. And I was really run down to be honest, the indoor training and the consistency, I, I swear it kept me healthy through all that, but it also kept me going, kept me something predictable, but coming into the race, I, I was like, Oh, I don't know what I have mentally. I don't know what I have in my legs. I think I had done one race in the past 12 months. Um, so there was a lot of uncertainty and I, I was considering not even going, but uh, my husband and my dad had encouraged me like, you love the Berkey, you love those trails, just go. And so I, I kind of made it to a goal that I was going to have the most fun of anyone there. No matter what I had in the gas tank, I was going to have the most fun. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So showing up, um, it was a lot more subdued than the past. And they did a great job of keeping us all, you know, separated and, you know, just quieted to spread people out. Um, 
the the Stargate was full, but I noticed there were a lot of missing pieces. Like Leia hadn't been there, um, unfortunately, because I I love racing with Leia, and she's a huge inspiration for me. Um, so there were some missing pieces that you know were. You know, my legs weren't disappointed, but <laughs> I know they get plenty. They're going to get plenty of a workout anyways. Yeah. Uh, but showing up at the start gate, there were a lot of people I didn't know. People, you know, racers that I knew had been on the worst uh, circuit and, and had been doing very well the previous year and the winter. So there were a lot of people I didn't know, and that is definitely like, okay, here we go. I definitely never underestimate my competitors. Mm -hmm. And so just having that element of unknown makes my adrenaline go even, even more. So, um, I had a front row call up, which was awesome just to be among, you know, these people that I admire. It's always such an honor. It, It doesn't happen very often. So it's, it, it was a huge honor to get that front row call up. And um, yeah. as the gun went off, I just tried to tuck in with, you know, several of the, the male racers that I know. I just tried to stay up front as the snowmobile kind of tried to keep us going slow for a little bit. I just tried to tuck in um, and keep my space, keep my, keep my spot safely in the Peloton and as the snowmobile kind of sped up and went away, then the pace really increases so quick. Um, I definitely started falling back quickly, but my legs felt good. My breathing felt good and I felt happy mm-hmm. um, and, and excited. The best part was as I was kind of falling back, as the pace picked up, I saw so many friends, like people that I hadn't seen for a year. And so there was an element of, you know, greeting people as I'm, you know, starting to work harder. But that really, that really made a, a fun time, especially for the past year being so difficult. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I could see that. So, sure. so several miles in, um, as the pace was picking up, uh, Kenzie showed me a wheel. And I, I haven't raced against Kenzie before, but I, I know she's strong. And I know she's done well and definitely has the strength. So uh, she showed me a wheel and, you know, got in front of me. And I was like, here we go. This is, she was setting a blazing pace. And I was like, this is going to, this is going to be a day. (laughs) So I tucked in behind her and she was definitely climbing fast up the hills. And then I just realized that I felt good. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all. So I up ahead Uh, I think I had forgot to mention that the weather had been real warm leading up to it, but luckily it had froze the several nights before. So there were dirt patches Mm -hmm. that were frozen and the rest of the snow was just like you said, hard packed cement. Um, But there were like these frozen mud dirt holes Mm -hmm. that were really rough. Oh (laughs) So I saw one up ahead and I was like, I'm going to make my break after that descent into this bumpy spot. And I did. I just kind of laid the hammer down that I had for a couple minutes headed into that um, more technical area. And for several minutes, I just hammered. 
as I looked kind of underneath my arm back at who was with me, I saw one of my friends, Eric, who <laughs> I've raised a lot of hay with. Gosh, he's like a family friend. So I was like, Eric, what are you? How did you get him? Like, this is great. Um, and then I heard someone else joining us shortly after, another friend from the cities, Dave Christensen. So I was like, this is great. So I pulled that gave me kind of a renewed strength in my legs. And I, I just hammered for a little bit longer. I didn't see anyone else behind us with the Berkey. You can kind of see several corners behind because it's so rolling and so kind of flowy, but I, I didn't see anyone else back there. So our, our group just kind of traded poles, Mm -hmm. um, even through the Hills, the, the three of us race together a lot. They're, they're very fast, but on a good day, I can usually stay with them or stay um, near those two. So it was honestly perfect. Awesome. Uh, we just traded pulls, and um, Dave did get a gap on us, um, probably about 15 miles in, and, and we just couldn't reel him back in. But that was okay. It kept, I know it kept Eric motivated um, to just keep on keep on rolling as best we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and something Eric knows about me is that I just, I like to, I like to say random things like <laughs> how great it is or how great it's going. So I was thankful that it was Eric there because he, he knows me. He knows that's part of how I race. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'd just be like, yep, Sonia, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were having, I was having fun and, it was it was really good. Um, so we got to double O, which is the halfway point, and it started getting warm. So mm. there, those mud dirt holes were starting to soften up a little bit. And then we kind of realized, okay, now it's a race to get back before this turns into a real mess. Yeah, before the <laughs> quagmire begins, yeah. <laughs> and at that time, someone from behind also caught us and warned me, Hey, there's a girl about 50 yards back, and I think I might have towed her up to you. So good luck, and he. Took <laughs> so I Thanks for like, the warning. Oh man, I'm like, oh man. So I did see a group behind us at that point, and like my legs were hurting, but I thought, okay, just save a little in case there's a sprint, which you know, conserve a little bit as much as you can at the Berkey. Um, so Eric and I just kept going, kept trading pulls. He knew now that the pressure was on, but you know, he's racing his race too. So I just tried to hang on, hang on with him and just keep doing that work together. Um, the group behind us wasn't making any, any gains on us. Mm -hmm. And then, Luckily, somebody from a wave behind us came flying through, and I think that really motivated Eric, like, oh, I want to beat that guy. Uh So he really picked up the pace, and I was like, okay, just stay with it a little bit longer, and I I just gave it everything I had. At this point, we're probably about 10 miles from the finish, Um, and the last 10 miles are really Fun, but they're really hilly and punchy. Right. So I I just tried to keep on turning. My legs are cramping, but just trying. Like, do you want to win this thing? Because this is it. This is your you know last half an hour to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I the group behind us now, since we picked up the pace, I, I couldn't see them, um, which was a relief, but I knew they were close. So I kept, I just kept racing with these two guys until the finish stretch, which is about a mile out. I still couldn't see anybody behind me and my legs were just screaming and I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just let the two gentlemen go. They were really racing hard and I sat up just a little bit and I got to ride the last mile keeping an eye behind me because I didn't want anyone rolling, sure? <laughs> rolling yeah. but I just enjoyed it I enjoyed that blue sky that awesome surface and I I don't think I've ever gotten to finish a race like that happy and relieved and just enjoying the ride in for the Berkey is is really an exceptional part of the the trail. So I felt really lucky that I could just kind of back off and enjoy the moment for a second because I know that's not usually the case. But for that year, I was like, this feels so good. That's awesome. (laughs) So it was a great day and a really special day. Well, that is an amazing story. (laughs) And I think that's the most super positive uh, race experience that that i've uh that i've recorded that's that's pretty, oh, that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was fun everything about it stands out as as good and fun and special because i've always thought that the way that you win this race is you put together a team of maybe five people and four domestiques and one mm-hmm. and one person that can win a sprint at the end and then mm-hmm. you get to double O and then attack, 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 attack. It's true. And, uh, it's true. and then if you, and see the women's race is like dependent upon a lot of times of Leia has related mm-hmm. her stories of how she would try and grab onto guys that are racing each other mm-hmm. and then just trying to, use their windshield a bit Mm -hmm. and move through the pack as swiftly as possible and as as cold as possible and as early as possible in the Mm -hmm. whole spring thaw because March, you know, Mm -hmm. as the day gets later, (laughs) the snow gets softer and things get slower. So it does. So that's true. It, it is like a road race and you know, I'm, I'm open for hire as a domestique. If anyone, <laughs> I love. <laughs> I'm good at that role, but uh, but you gotta was, be. But you gotta be fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no slow pokes in the domestiques. <laughs> oh, but yes, it's a really interesting race, and just the from the start to the trail to the finish, they they sure do a great job. It's one. It's one of a kind. Yeah, it's an interesting culture of racing, you know, they or or events up there and tourism mm-hmm. that uh mm-hmm. it's kind of a an amphitheater in the woods. It's pretty cool. <laughs> True it is. <laughs> and it's going to get better, you know, we're kind of with without yeah. Telemark being there, it kind of has fallen into well, how do they run events? It's different than it used to be back in the last century. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a renovation. I think that there's work being done up there. Yeah, I think so too. I'm I'm really excited because it's already so great. 
but I know they have a lot of support and they work really hard. I'm, I'm excited to just be a part of it uh, and, and, and you, enjoy it. You race for freewheel bikes, right? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And freewheel bikes is a big supporter of the fat bike. Berkey yeah. And so, yes. Yeah. And some of their other races out there. So it's really cool to be a part of. Yeah. So tell us what uh, what's on your radar for the rest of 2021 uh, Fed Bike Worlds um, returning to Fed Bike Berkey to defend your title? Yeah, definitely both of those. Um, definitely Fat Bike Worlds. Definitely going back to Fat Bike Berkey. And even though I know I'll be nervous, I think I'll try again to just win at having the most fun because that that always seems to work yeah. <laughs> for me. And then um, I I also race dirt bikes, so I have a few um, I have a few dirt bike races this autumn mixed in with cycle cross, which they they really complement each other. Huh, cool. <laughs> um, and then yeah, definitely the local fat bike races around Minnesota. If they're happening, there's a lot of them from the weekday rides at the one of the local bars to, you know, the weekend single track races. So hopefully we're able to have a lot of those because those really make the winter fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about Iceman? Are you going to go to Iceman? I haven't done that before. Um, it's always like this terrifying thing that I've never done. <laughs> but dude, like, it's... The best Midwest mountain bike race I think I've ever been to. The the, really? fin, the finish area is epic. There's there's, really? there's a flyover. There's an announcer. There's a huge video screen. Uh, oh my god! And the course itself is uh, man. You should go there and try and win the fat bike women's one because oh. it's the perfect fat bike course. It's super sandy. Wow! Especially this year. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to investigate and keep that on my bucket list to and just a, try it. There's a there's a pretty cool <laughs> bike expo too attached to that. That uh, oh, cool. As far as the Midwest, it's like one of the better bike expos. Wow, that you can go to, I've heard so. really good things. I've heard really amazing things. So I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that one and not be not be too scared to try something that could be really fun. Well, cool. <laughs> So do you want to do you want to mention your sponsors in uh, in our closing here? Yeah, I'd love to. Sure. Um, def- definitely Freewheel Bike. I've raced for them for several years now, and they always they always keep the support and positivity and believe in me and um, encourage me to test my limits a little bit. So, and also Chirosport for chiropractor. I haven't gone in a while, but um, especially. The year I did Leadville and, and stuff, they were just a lifesaver. And certainly if I have an, an issue. And then the bike fit guru, Chris Balzer, uh, he's gotten my fat bike so dialed in. I just don't think I can ever get a new one. Um, what, what, and then my. What kind of fat bike are you riding? Uh, Chuck Farley. Nice. 9.6. So it's, it's like a couple years old now, but man, once you find a fat bike that is set up right, it's so fun so do you have the 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 blue one or the black one it's a couple years Um, old it is orange oh it's orange okay (laughs) i know know the years then yeah right on 
Go on, and, and, and I sorry, I interrupted. That's what I'm. No, <laughs> no, those are my those are my three primary sponsors, awesome. and yeah, that take good care of me. Well, right on. Well, I really appreciate you being a guest on the Danger Gnome Podcast, and uh, good luck to you in the rest of your year. Maybe maybe I'll see you in person someday at the Berkey or maybe Iceman or somewhere. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you for having me along, Gary. It was a huge honor, and I hope I we get to stay in touch and also that I get to meet you in person sometime. Right on. Happy trails. Happy trails. Thanks. Well, that's the show. I, I do have one more uh, podcaster's log to talk about. I did a full Monty Tuesday because there were some trees down on Monday, and I waited until Tuesday to do my full Monty, which is I, we, I talked about at the beginning of the show that I'm trying to do weekly this long ride called the full Monty. And basically I did it on 10 beers, my 24-pound all-carbon rigid fat bike, and the time before that I did it on a full suspension carbon framed Montana. Uh, And they turned out to be basically equals, like seconds away from each other, a tenth of a mile faster on 10 beers than it was on the Montana. So, uh, you know, inconclusive, uh, equally equally uh, tough rides. The wheels came off of my engine about at the 20, 21 mile mark on both bikes. Um, so uh, one of the things that I want to report on is those made in Minnesota wheels are holding up awesome. They are quiet. They are solid. I'm just pretty amazed that noodly bird spokes that are that are not rigid metal they they're holding up and performing quite well i give them six thumbs up if i had six thumbs uh things that are coming up i think the next episode of this podcast is going to have uh chris stevens and we're going to talk about fat bike worlds over in new richmond uh, wisconsin and uh, things that are that are in the offing, we've got some new tires in from V Rubber. The uh, V studded snowball tires are on their way. I also have uh, some racks coming in. The new rack from Old Man Mountain that'll be going on ten beers. Hopefully, a front and rear rack, so we'll be able to uh, show you how the Old Man Mountain's uh, system works with the through axles on ten beers. And who knows what else we'll get into, but uh, it's the Danger Gnome Podcast signing off for today. Check Happy us trails, amigos. Come on, we're still best mate. The fire, the public, not smooth, you scan names.